Hey, what's up? This is Chris Gray, and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes and the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a very good evening, Zimbabwe Wacky Wednesday on ZFM. A sports team is here. Mike, Alois, Chris, our producer Sean, and my name is Barry. On the home front today, Zimbabwe women's 15s rugby suffered a demoralizing 108 to zero loss to continental powerhouse South Africa as they kicked off their Rugby Africa Women's Cup campaign on a disappointing note in Cape Town this afternoon. In international sports news, two major uh, champion, two-time major champion, Brooks Kepka has criticized the media for constant questions about the Live Golf Invitational Series that he said were only serving to throw, quote, a black cloud on the US Open, which tees off, get this, tomorrow. In Around the World in 60, we have updates from New Zealand, England and Canada. Uh, second half of the show is the beautiful game and Gareth Southgate has told disgruntled England fans to stay with his players ahead of this year's World Cup as he took responsibility for the 4-0 thrashing at home to Hungary last night. Elsewhere, Costa Rica completed the 32-nation World Cup lineup in Qatar by beating New Zealand 1-0 in an intercontinental playoff last night. And Frenchman Aurelien Chumeni has confirmed that he expects to play at the majority of his minutes as a defensive midfielder after signing for Real Madrid. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. All right, get in touch with us, 0731168045. That's 0731168045. On our social media, well, on social media, you can find us at ZFM Sports. And don't forget, of course, the show is available as a podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, just search for ZFM Sport and don't forget to smash that subscribe button. We're talking women's rugby, Zimbabwe women's rugby. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. All right, now Zimbabwe women's 15s rugby suffered a demoralizing 108-0 loss to continental powerhouse South Africa as they kicked off their Rugby Africa Women's Cup campaign on a disappointing note in Cape Town this afternoon. Uh, the Springbok women ran in 17 tries against the Lady Sables, uh, who had no answers for their 13th world-ranked opponent. Uh, let's hear from Zimbabwe captain Melissa Ndlovu, who spoke after the match. It was a tough game. But uh, we're hoping and uh, we're going to go back to our dream plan and we pull up our socks for the next game, for the next match that is coming on Sunday with Namibia. Yes, uh, South Africans, uh, they are very good people, but uh, they gave us our play. So it was a good game. See. 
Yeah, I don't know about cool people when they're smashing you 108 <laughs> to zero, Chris. Uh, but in truth, if you look at all of the uh, factors uh, uh, that that f- uh, led into uh, this mm. tournament for the Lady Sables, you can sort of understand why the result was the way it was. Yeah, I think also just taking a look at the rankings, um, South Africa, their 13th world rankings, um, Zimbabwe ranked 49th. Mm-hmm. And also when you take a look at the lead up um, to going to Cape Town, I think we'd last played international rugby the July last year until um, that uh, Rugby Africa women's pool C match in Kampala um, and we lost 41 zip and then 43-3 to Uganda Mm -hmm. so just the preparations they get to Cape Town the weather's terrible they're unable to actually get some practice and to fine tune before the game I think they only had one practice session so just the number of factors leading into this they didn't have the best of preparations and the best of scenarios even when they landed yeah and uh, look in truth uh, there's no substitute for preparation Mike there's no substitute for for time out in the middle and uh, this obviously shows it yeah if there ever was a result uh, that uh, underlines the fact that we are quite not good enough or clearly not good enough uh, is this one a 108 nil Barry mm. uh, they were running in a try every one and a half minutes yeah. Uh, yeah. at will and uh, you've got to think to yourself that they actually relented towards the end uh, otherwise it could have been worse uh, you also take a look I think uh, at uh, the uh, coaching department uh, Lissi Wasarilevo uh, you know God bless her uh, she's trying her best under sure. the circumstances Chris has talked about us not playing rugby uh, for over a year now there were no preparations whatsoever because of the inclement weather um, in the mother city uh, but you take a look at this team I think what we need is uh, a bit of strategy as to how we can start closing the gap uh, and how we can start improving and uh, we've got templates or blueprints from other nations in world rugby. You take, for example, Japan. Japan used to be, listen, the beating boys uh, of uh, world rugby yeah. uh, in the men's game. Uh, they used to lose by over 100 points uh, to some of the best nations. But in the last 15 years, they have done something right. And that has seen now results for them uh, sort of like, you know what, if they lose 30 to 12 uh, to the All Blacks, uh, they've beaten South Africa at the World Cup. We yeah, all know that's a have, phenomenal yeah. result they had against the Springboks uh, at uh, the World Cup that was played in England. So those nations are doing something right. Mm -hmm. What are they doing in order to close the gap? Mm -hmm. We are not asking for our ladies or even for the Sables to start uh, punching at the same weight as the Springboks, uh, as the All Blacks, as some of those better nations. But we're saying let's see an improvement that sees us dominating the rest of the other uh, rugby playing nations on the continent and start losing by smaller margins when we ever up against the likes of South Africa and uh, listen I don't think Lissi Wazarev may be the person to lead the charge on that front. No, uh, and and I think you you, you may be onto something there, Mike. <laughs> that uh, she may not be the one because look at it. Uh, she was appointed in March uh, uh, in in March 2020 uh, and in 2020, and oversaw the Lady Sables 2021 uh, rugby campaign, Chris. And the Lady Sables recorded four losses in the four games that they played. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure what we're doing, and I know we're talking about rugby, but it can extend across all our mainline sports. It's almost as if we appoint coaches and then say, off you go, yeah. uh, oh, run you along. know, run along and we hope for the best. You're going to no, lose as many times as you want. <laughs> yes, there's no te- te- technical b- blueprint. Yes. There's, there's no, there doesn't seem to be any sort of milestones that are placed. Mm-hmm. I know she's an interim head coach, but even as an interim head coach, to be appointed that far back 
and they haven't appointed a substantive coach also yeah. points to the fact and betrays the union that they really don't care. Yeah, I think we, we can call out basically all the associations. I think when it comes, and I'm going to talk across the board here, when it comes to our sporting um, codes, in terms of the women's side of the game, it's consistently let down. Yes, these are new teams. Yes, they need the development. Yes, we're still a long way off. But is there that intentionality when it comes to actually making sure that, first of all, we've got the right coaches. We've got the right resources. We are making the efforts to ensure that if we are going to be participating in these tournaments, we're not going there to get blanked 108 to nil. No one is expecting us for, uh, for us to go outright and win these tournaments. But let's go there and show some type of com- some type of com- like competitiveness, positive direction. Positive that. direction. That's what we're asking for when it comes to the women's game, whether it's football, whether it's cricket. Cricket is making a few steps, but generally, when it comes to the women's side of our sporting associations, we do not take it seriously and that's something that needs to change or let's stop participating at this level because this for me is a national embarrassment 108-0 is a national embarrassment well one of the influencing factors I think guys is also resources is that Mm, our our national associations will always hire uh, the least expensive option that's yep. on the table. Yeah. Mm. They're not necessarily going for the best. Mm. They're not going for someone who's got uh, the strategic input that will get uh, the uh, sport moving in the right direction, but they will go for an affordable option. And t- sometimes an affordable option it is not exactly the best option to move the sport yeah. forward. Yeah. And that is a huge influence factor as far as our sport is concerned. Uh, well, well, I'll agree with that and I'll accede to that, Mike. But what I will also add to that is that I don't think they're asking the right questions because you you can't tell me that the current under 21 or under 23 men's coach would would uh, answer in the negative if the union went and said listen come alongside Lissi or Sarirevu and uh, as, at least as support the the, the 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 women's game the, you're immediately getting another eye another someone who's who's got a little more experience somebody who can why and, not and look to world rugby and say, guys, you know what? Support, as, the, uh, uh, support the union as part of your development initiatives. Yeah, 100%. The coaches that you send around Agreed. the world. Mm-hmm. Send us a coach who can work together with Lissi's Wasarire. Yes. Uh, improve her. She's learning on the job. 100%. Whilst, of course, he's setting the plat- platform for development. And what that takes is strategy. There has to be yeah. a long-term strategy from Zim Rugby to say, this is where we want the women's game to go. And therefore, this is what we need to do. We don't have these resources. We need to plug them like this. But is that that plan in place or are we playing tournament by tournament and hoping for the best the, the, the problem is leadership they don't, <laughs> they don't care yeah they they don't care we know already Barry, when you when you know that we are lagging behind there must be a deliberate move to actually accelerate the growth yes mm. but then you cannot then come in and do like you like you just do always get into camp one day before the match let's go go and play like yeah. you always play there is no deliberate move but guys how and do we accelerate this and that's the, 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 and that's, and that's the point I think that. That, that Chris is making about a strategy. And guys, let me let me tell you the bad news. The bad news is that uh, Lissi Wasarirevu took over from Munya Monda and uh, Munya Monda was uh, relieved of his duties after a review of the national teams by the National Technical Committee. We have a National Technical <laughs> Committee. That's the bad news. Well, our Lady Sables uh, get into action on Sunday again and they take on Namibia. I'm not hopeful, uh, but uh, look, I'm not expectant, mm. but I am hopeful but very, because I'm a nationalist. Very, <laughs> when I look at the game today, that result for me 
the conditioning this has got nothing to do with resources to be honest the number mm. conditioning these girls were not trained well you're right they are not fit it's a fair point. at all because if point. you are fit you cannot you cannot consider try every one minute no no, no <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll come in defense uh, of that uh, then, I, I think uh, yeah you you may have but but to be honest even uh, well-conditioned sides uh, in rugby if your technical uh, level is not at the right uh, yeah. thing you will be thumped mm. uh, Zimbabwe right now if we qualify for the World Cup we are in that group with the All Blacks, with the All Blacks uh, yeah. and France they I, I can I can foresee a similar result uh, keeping it under 100 will be an achievement it'll be an achievement especially yeah. if the All Blacks go like full-on yeah, yeah. And, they, yeah. And, and they pick uh, their, their run on 15 yes uh, I, I, it, it'll be very tough Alois we have always we have always said it if you are not good enough mm. how do you mitigate yeah if you are if you're playing you work hard, a, a, yeah. yeah if you're playing an opening that is much better than you yeah. what do you do you work, you work hard yeah yes you really need to be more conditioned and work so hard but yeah uh, listen we didn't work we were <laughs> technically at the races and the result was 108 to zero and i agree with you chris a national embarrassment indeed uh, ryan in double force has got in touch and he says uh mike i disagree with you on the issue of hiring expensive coaches eg we have hired rajput and look no no one talks about <laughs> hiring expensive coaches uh-uh. no and and but also bring an expert yes to we work say, with what we've got yes we yes. say you know what let's appeal to world rugby so that we bring a coach who's got the knowledge and the expertise who's yes. operated at a higher level to come and operate when zimbabwe got ryan at farbish was he yes. an expensive coach no he wasn't no he, he wasn't came out of free so so like chris said we need to think strategically yes what can we stimulate which relationships can we stimulate mm-hmm. in order to get and better Coaches. Women's rugby at the moment is all the rage with world rugby. So if we make the request, I am positive that we'll get a, a positive response. Uh, 073-1168-045. That's our WhatsApp number. Uh, keep your messages coming through during the fan zone. We want to read as many as we can. For now, we want to talk some tennis. Hi, this is Benjamin Locke. I'm on the Zimbabwe Davis Cup team, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. All right, now, after hosting two Cranred ITF World Tennis Tour Juniors events in Blayo recently, Zimbabwe are looking forward to another three weeks of exciting competition in Harare in August. The ITF World Tennis Tour Juniors tournaments have become a permanent feature on the local calendar, and the three events are scheduled for Harare Sports Club. Uh, Tennis Zimbabwe manager Cliff Nokwara said, taking into account the positive response and participation at the two events held recently in Bulayo, uh, they are expecting bigger and better competition in Harare. Uh, we expecting quite a num- a, a, an increased turnout, obviously, from the Asian and under uh, world uh, to come to Zimbabwe to participate in the Cranberry uh, World Junior Tennis Tour uh, events that are running from the 1st of August up until the 20th of August at Harare Sports Club uh, here in Harare. Uh, Oh, hopefully we get to also get uh, uh, our local kids uh, getting participating and getting put to. That means finals, hopefully, uh, especially in the credit three, where there are uh, more points than all the other previous events that we won. These are players to determine, to, uh, and coaches also, that is, mostly to players to decide, to, to decide their tennis uh, career, uh, whether they want to pursue tennis, at college level, whether they want to be coaches. See.
Yeah, so tennis action coming on its way. Now, apart from Sean attending, Mike, you got to say to yourself that <laughs> I think there are going to be a lot of people who have a lot of interest because uh, tennis, uh, in, uh, apart from the futures that we've been hosting, uh, these ITF events are becoming a staple on our tennis calendar. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, entries are already open for the upcoming events. And of course, uh, uh, that is good for Zimbabwe. Even during the COVID lockdown period, uh, mm. the tournaments mm. that we had in Zimbabwe were well attended, especially by foreign players yep. uh, and I expect uh, even more foreign participation uh, in these tournaments this time around uh, especially by the time the first tournament swings round which is on the 1st of August and of course uh, it'll be ending on the 6th of August and then the second one will be running from the 8th to the 13th uh, with the last one 15th for 20 uh, to the 20th of August so August is going to be a very busy month uh, for uh, our young tennis players in the country mm. uh, as well as for tennis fans and uh, we hope of course uh, that we can go out to Harare Sports Club and some of the other venues uh, and support uh, the tournaments where they held here. And, the, and these are pipelines for the junior players as well. I mean, we've seen in, in previous uh, tournaments and events uh, the likes of uh, Tadiwa Mauchi, Tanya Midzi, Takura Mwandagara uh, performing very well, and they're likely to be uh, at this Harare event as well. And the more tournaments they play in of this quality, of this mm. ilk, uh, the better refined that they are and ultimately can serve the nation. Yeah, I think we, we were hampered a little bit by, uh, not a little bit, quite significantly by COVID-19 where there were a lot of travel restrictions so our local players didn't get as much game time with um, their international counterparts as they should have because what that does immediately is that it raises their game and they are consistently if they're consistently playing at that level then we're not likely to see a drop down there's no kind of shock factor when they do Mm. go and play um, on the international circuit so for me really important and really great that these young players and I think that's the most critical thing here is Zimbabwe tennis has got youngsters coming up and they need these tournaments. Well, open your calendar app on your phone because uh, take down these dates. The first tournament starts on the 1st of August, ends on the 6th. The second one runs from August the 8th and uh, it ends on the 13th of August. And the last one is penciled in for August the 15th uh, to the 20th. Hi, my name is Rune Shamba. My tour is Super Striker. You're listening to ZFM Sports. Let's give you a local sports news wrap, starting with Netball News, where Zimbabwe Netball National Captain Felistus Kwangwa, who plies her trade in the Netball Super League in England with Surrey Storm, added another feather to her cap as she has won the 2022 Netball Super League Coaches Player of the Season Award. According to Surrey Storm, the Zimbabwe captain demonstrated growth, coachability, and the ability to put in some match-winning performances. Mike, she got this incredible opportunity. Felistus Kwangwa grabbed it with both hands. She's working hard, and this award is very significant, not just for her, but for Zimbabwe Nepal as well. Absolutely. Uh, you talked about strategy earlier, uh, Chris, and I think we've talked about this one uh, on the show a lot. Why are we not making an effort to attach some of our brighter prospects yeah. uh, to teams that are playing or applying their trade in more competitive leagues mm-hmm. uh, so that they improve under uh, improved uh, training conditions, mm-hmm. improved competitive conditions, and of yeah. course, better coaching. That's what we're seeing with Felicia Kwangwa. She's slowly becoming or entering that bracket of world Mm-hmm. We'll get to some hockey news now. The Zimbabwe Hockey Association have appointed Michael Chitsiga as the new head coach of the boys under 16 national team with immediate effect. The Lomagundi College coach was part of the team that helped in selecting a team that will represent the country in upcoming tournaments in August. Lomagundi College congratulated Chitsiga for the appointment and said they have faith in him to do well in the job. We'll finish off with some PSL news. Uh, 
FC Platinum have scooped both accolades in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League monthly awards for May. FC Platinum boss Norman Mapeza has been honoured by the PSL with the Coach of the Month award, while young forward Tandon Kwesi Nguenya picked the best player gong. The Platinum boys were undefeated during the period, winning all four of the games that they played. Alloys, interesting move here um, in terms of just what we've seen in FC Platinum for the month of May. If we had taken a look at April and March, we probably couldn't have predicted this. Yeah, you know, I think uh, like they always do, slow start. And uh, I think uh, Norman Mopiza was actually finding his feet as well with the youngsters that he uh, brought into the first team. And they are repaying him uh, for the faith. And they didn't just win those four games. They were scoring goals. Plenty goals. Do not cut my radio. Hey, this is Front of the grid to the back of the net. It's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup. Where the world comes out to play. All right, now in golf news, two-time major champion Brooks Kepka has criticized the media for constant questions about the Live Golf Invitational Series uh, that he said were only serving to throw, quote, a black cloud on the U.S. Open, which tees off tomorrow. Uh, Kepka, whose younger brother, Chase, played in the inaugural Live event last week outside London, uh, where even the last-placed finisher earned $120,000, got frustrated when asked about the chances of joining him on the lucrative series yeah i mean obviously they're both i mean lives trying to make a big push for golf and um look i mean i love my brother i support him in anything he does his family that's um i'll always love and support him so whatever he does it's um you know i'm, I'm cheering for him i mean there's been no other option to this point so uh where else are you gonna go live I mean, uh, as of last week, that's it. I wasn't playing last week. So I'm here. I'm here at the U.S. Open. I'm ready to play the U.S. Open. So, And I think I think it kind of sucks, too. Y'all are throwing this black cloud over the, um, the U.S. Open. And, I mean, it's one of my favorite events. And I don't know why you guys keep doing that. But, um, you know, the more legs you give it, the more, the more you keep talking about it. See. Mike, the Bible says, money answereth all things. <laughs> and Brooks Kepka answered and said, listen, I will make my money on the PGA Tour. It's always going to be a dark cloud, uh, to quote him. Uh, but in truth, there is a very important major happening this weekend. I, I think uh, the two uh, organizations have got to find each other. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, a possible solution would be for uh, Liv to almost become like the Champions League of golf. Yes. Uh, uh, or for it to become the IPL uh, of golf. Uh, that way, uh, they don't miss out on some of the big names. And I'm glad that a ceasefire has been called. Yes.
yes, uh, yeah. for this it weekend, does. which will permit the top players who are now in live uh, to play uh, at this US Open. And it's fundamentally important because there are a number of big names uh, that would already have been missing uh, through various reasons. Tiger Woods yeah. uh, withdrew from uh, the tournament, uh, underlying pain in his leg uh, post-accident. Uh, mm. So he isn't uh, 100% fit. Ricky Fowler won't be there. Paul Casey won't be there. Bubba Watson, uh, Lee Westwood. Uh, those are some of the biggest names in the world sure. of golf. And then if you throw in the guys who are already on the live circuit, your yeah. Charles Schwarzel, mm-hmm. uh, the likes of Louis Dustin Oosthuizen. Johnson, mm. Louis Oosthuizen, then you're going to be missing about uh, 75% yeah. of the would-be challenges at any major event. And, and and that's probably why the ceasefire was declared, eh, Chris? Because yeah. in truth, they would have... The, the, U, the Masters, the US Masters, US Open wouldn't, wouldn't be what it is. Uh, 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 and supposed to be without the names there. Yeah, and and it's interesting that the ceasefire was called and I think for a number of listeners hearing that the US Open starts tomorrow is a bit of a surprise because everything that people have been talking about yeah. right up until this it point has been live. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately I know Brooks Kepkas have really upset that, you know, there's a dark cloud that's been thrown by the media, but the thing is this is a very interesting new thing. This is what people are talking about and it's not necessarily that the media's conjured up something. Mm. I think it's just that this is interesting and it's new and oh by the way there's the US Open. Well, 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 one of the things that could actually serve up at the US Open is that it might be neatly uh, yes. out there on the yeah. tee box and yeah. uh, you know uh, it's, it's going to be quite fractious because there have been very strong opinions on both sides. On mm. both sides exactly. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, it yeah. could actually add uh, to this US to Open intrigue, exactly. uh, because I'm sure the live players will be saying you know what let's win it mm. and rub it in their faces <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, the guys who have stayed with the PGA Tour will be saying you know what let's defend the honour of the PGA Tour mm. one sure. of us has to go on and win it and yes. and quick one looking at the US Open it's tragic that we spoke more about live <laughs> than we spoke about the US Open uh, but when you look at it uh, what sort of players give me two players that you think might might be in with a shout Chris mm, um, John Rahm mm-hmm. Um, I you always always <laughs> <laughs> you always no surprise there no surprise no 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 guys you do I, I pick DJ sometimes no, no. no I'll tell you the John two Rump. names John Rum yeah. Bryson Day yeah. <laughs> okay fine you caught me you caught me but I think um, th- just taking a look at his five tournament run um, first third third ninth second mm. yeah. I think when you're taking a look at that kind of run um, getting into the US Open to win on this particular tournament at this time, I think just in terms of his form, I think he's absolutely on form. So that's why I would pick him, not just because I like John. <laughs> he's not a bad pick, by the way. He's not a bad pick. No, he's, <laughs> not, a pick. he's not a bad pick. Uh, okay, so I'm going to give you one, and John Ram is it. Mike, I'm, I'm going to ask I'm, you I'm for gonna one. I'm going to go with uh, Justin Thomas. Uh, okay. I think uh, he has shown um, some consistency. Uh, I think uh, since sort of like November, he's been playing some very, very de- uh, decent golf. I mean, uh, 10 top 10 finishes uh, over his previous 15 events, highlighted by a win uh, at the PGA Championship. So he's now developed a taste of winning the majors and uh, he's got recent form on his side. Mm-hmm. So if there's a guy who could uh, challenge John Rum, uh, it may be Justin Thomas. And of course, there'll be the likes of Rory McIlroy, uh, who will be coming off, off um, a very good uh, win uh, at the uh, Royal Canadian Open, uh, yeah, uh, as well as 
because uh, Scotty yeah. Scheffler as well is a dark horse. Mm. Uh, we'll always mention him as a dark horse. Never seems to get over the line, <laughs> Scotty Scheffler. Uh, but always worth an honourable mention. Yeah, always worth an honourable mention as well, Scotty Scheffler. Well, it's in Boston, Massachusetts at the Country Club at Brook Line. And it's a course uh, that they say is one of the most demanding tests in golf. It'll test and expose any weaknesses that any player has. So it should make for some very intriguing and interesting uh, uh, viewing for over this past weekend. Uh, around the world, the 60 is next. We're in England, New Zealand, and we'll land in Canada. Hi, my name's Ryan Kenz, Sunshine Tour professional golfer, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We begin in England where Captain Ben Stokes claimed the feeling of elation as he had as he and Johnny Bairstow conjured one of the most outrageous chases in test history was even better than his Ashes miracle at Headingley or his World Cup final heroics. New Zealand were in control after posting a huge first inning score of 553 at Trent Bridge but left the field on day five battered and bruised after England roared to a truly remarkable five-wicket victory. We'll head over to New Zealand where Crusaders forward Pablo Matera has been cleared to play in the Super Rugby Pacific final against the Blues in a major boost for the 10-time champions. Argentina captain Matera successfully defended his case after accumulating four yellow cards across the season, triggering an automatic Sanzar Judicial Committee hearing for his repeated sin bin offences. It found there was no pattern of persistent offending in his playing style, leaving him free for selection in Sunday's decider at Auckland's Eden Park. You see, that's all we're talking about. Yes, yeah. So Argentina <laughs> getting their players yeah. uh, into, into higher levels of competition. Yeah. There's Pablo Matera playing at the the best franchise possibly in world rugby. In world rugby. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sure. Argentina rugby 100%. is going to get a uh, bit for it. Let's touch down in Canada where Ferrari will have a short-term fix for the hydraulics problem that forced Carlos Sainz out of last Sunday's race in Azerbaijan at this weekend's Canadian Grand Prix. Both Sainz and teammate Charles Leclerc retired in Baku with the latter suffering a second power unit failure in three races. Ferrari have said hydraulic components from Carlos' car have already been examined and a short-term fix is in place for Canada while work is ongoing for mid to long term solutions. Had to get some new. Let me, let me get it. Exclusive music. I really think that you need this brand, brand new for the people. Fan zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. First of the mica is Lakas in Whitecliff. Says, good evening, my favorite sports team. That scoreline shows us that the Lady Sables still have a lot to do in rugby. Uh, that's like a Michael Owen analysis there. Uh, a statement of the <laughs> 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 Mike, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> they should start strategizing on how to close the gap so that we can improve our performance because we are still very behind. South Africa, but scoreline we should at least perform uh, better. And then he says, what is funny is that before the game, I heard the Lady Sables coach saying we are playing to win. Oh, oh, bravado! Oh. Oh. Yeah. No tournament strategy. No, no, yeah. darling, you are, you really were you were just playing. And, 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 <laughs> and, and I think with that with that scoreline, you actually aren't. And, You're not even in the game. And I, again, uh, Chris, I think it underlines the importance of media training uh, yeah. for some of our yeah. coaches. You know, because you you can tell that she just said some stuff that she's heard said by other people yes. uh, in interviews, and yeah. she thought, oh, this will be a nice thing to say. Yeah. Uh, and then she forgot. Listen, we are playing South Africa, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Even with the best media training, for me, if you've had
had a conversation with your management about the expectations for the tournament, mm. you're going to say them right back when you're asked about them. Yes. Clearly here, there was no conversations in terms of what are the expectations and no. I'm going to juxtapose it to the lady cheaters who when they were traveling, we were hearing the same statements from the captain and from their coach. So for this, I think there, there was no conversation in terms of expectations. It was just in day. Oh, or just, just uh, enough research for yeah. you to know where you stand. Yes. Where are you uh, in the pecking order? You know, uh, where do you sit uh, in the ecosystem? Uh, you know, some animals are predators and some are there to be child. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and we were child by a springbuck. <laughs> and we were child by a springbuck. Uh, I mean, you should know by yourself. You know what? Uh, hey, guys, you know what? We're up against uh, one of the best sides uh, in world rugby. Yes. But I think that the girls are going to be better for the experience. Yeah. You know, yes. that sort of st- yeah. statement. Uh, you can say things better. without saying things. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> Just tell people, we're going to get hit. We're going to get hit. Anzi Namunya in Chi-Town defeated by more than a century. This shows the great difference between our women's rugby standards. Hope it's not double that uh, in the opposite uh, race. Uh, waiting for good show as always. Uh, thank you so much, Munya, for getting in touch with us. Uh, Anzi, hey guys, now remembering the words of that coach who said uh, football can kill you. And surely Zim Sports will surely kill us. It's hard being uh, patriotic uh, like Barry. <laughs> Barry lived in the good times. He yeah. got to see the good stuff, so he can be. Yes, know, I, you know, I, I started work in the seventies. Uh, so. Absolutely, and uh, <laughs> defeated uh, by more than a century. Uh, this shows a great difference between. Okay, I read that message. Uh, that's Munya in Chi Town. Uh, keep your messages coming in here. Uh, Anzi, I acquiesce with Barry. This is thanks to Zimba in Goromonzi okay. uh, well, uh, on setting ourselves targets and focus on putting blocks on performances uh, as sordid as the one hundred eight to no uh, results. Right now, our sport has um, uh, soused and topsy-turvied uh, in a cocktailed origin. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Raggle paddle. Even minnows are Wait, spanking us whilst not breaking sweat. It has become easy. It's taking candy from a baby. Our ship turned turtle a while ago. And we can only reverse the situation if we do some sober introspection. I love reading his books. <laughs> I love it. Are oh, you okay there, bro? <laughs> this sounds it. like something from a book we should have read in school. That's what it sounds like. Oh, exactly. my goodness. I love it. I love it. Okay, let's let's wrap up the fan zone here. Uh, <laughs> and hi, guys. And as Panyaya ladies, rugby, something is we man united. No, not even. This is systemic. There's a point where you look at the quality of the player. Yeah. But here, I think it's the entire institution organization. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. Right, we're going to be talking about England uh, and uh, Douglas Muchetu Magasa has got in touch. He says, England has never been real men uh, in football since 1966 uh, when they won the World Cup in as much as we may like them. Their league is strong and competitive because of foreign players just there for the pounds. We're going to discuss that uh, after, of course, we give you the news that Gareth Southgate has told disgruntled England fans to stay with his players ahead of this year's World Cup as he took responsibility for last Nice, a 4 0 thrashing to Hungary at a Molyneux. Let's hear from the England gaffer. We've not lost many football matches, and um, 
when you lose so heavily at home especially but you know when you lose heavily with England that's going to be very very painful so um, difficult night for the players um, I feel for them because in the end the two hungry games in particular I picked teams where I tried to balance the squad give young players opportunities and I didn't get the balance right to help them to be able to perform at the level that they needed to to win those matches so um, the responsibility lies with me on that but there was also a fact that it was very difficult to put the strongest team out in every game so we used it to prepare for uh, Qatar some of those players are going to be beyond Qatar as well um, but of course a night like tonight is really difficult um, and it's important that I take that off of their shoulders because that's totally down to me uh, that was uh, Gareth Southgate, uh, England uh, manager. And uh, last night was Hungary's second victory over the three Lions in the competition after Hungary also won 1-0 in Budapest earlier this month. Alois, Gareth Southgate has taken responsibility, so he must. Uh, very nice manager. I think he's likable. Uh, wears, <laughs> wears some nice waistcoats and uh, jerseys uh, from time to time. Uh, so uh, he certainly knows uh, what cut of suit to wear. Uh, was a half decent, uh, d- decent centre-back in his time. In fact, he was a top centre-back. Let's uh, let's put it that way. Let me revise myself. But I think in, he, he'll always sort of like, just like in his playing days, he'll always be the nearly man because, um, like I said, he was a decent centre-back, but not quite the best. He seems a decent manager, but certainly not the best. Yeah, he definitely was not the best uh, defender and uh, I think he did well by taking responsibility because indeed he is responsible uh, you know, for, for, for what is happening uh, in England. Tell me but, one thing, the biggest thing, Alois, that you think that uh, Southgate is getting wrong with this current group of players that I'm sure we can all agree that this is a very good group of players. I think uh, he is missing it tactically. You know, uh, tactically, they are not uh, playing uh, the way these they should, uh, and they are not playing at the intensity that they should be playing. In you know, the game has moved so fast. The game is not as as, as so English as it used to be, Kutara. So he, I I think he is not moving with time. You know, he has not moved because they they quality. he's not a modern coach. He is not a modern coach. You know, I the 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 listeners talked about England has never been. England has got has uh, got has got a good squad. You know, uh, they they were <laughs> they were semi finalists in the last World Cup, guys. And uh, for us to actually say ah they are useless and all that, I don't believe that. The other te- team, 1986, they had a very great squad that was beaten by the end of God by Maradona. That was also a great team. So to say that the last uh, year, the team in 1996, uh, they, tournaments on penalties. They, They've they, they did, uh, but I suspect that that what's keeping um, Gareth Southgate in a job is his semi-final berth in the last World Cup. Yeah, that's, that's they what's think keeping that they him. Can, he can improve. They think he can, he he can, can improve, improve on, on that. It. Oh, let's let's stick with him. But go I, to the final of the Euros, guys. Let's let's give him credit. Fine, but right now there's no England has no right to lose twice. 
to Hungary. To Hungary. Mm. No, in the space of the no days right. that they have, mm. there's no right. Whether full strength or whether, not. Whether, whether full strength, half strength, even a third string side should be able to beat Hungary. And and that's with the respect to Hungary, who came up with Vim Vink. But the, but the challenge there's, there's I have. There should be a reason, Barry. Hungary is in Group A. Le, 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 wait. Surely we disrespect them when we say third string. We, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I am dramatizing the point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we'll never know. Yes, you we'll are. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> but but, the, the, but to, to replace Harry Kane with Tammy Abrams, who top scored in Italy, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it understrength. You, 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 it's not an understrength team. Here's my deal. If I ask all everyone in the studio here, your footballing people, including producer Sean, if I ask you, how does England play? You don't have an answer. Exactly. There is no right. And how long has he been in the job? He doesn't have a signature. He doesn't, he doesn't have a signature. So, so when when Reece James is is playing at at uh, whether it's a right wing back or he's being playing a conventional uh, full back at, uh, on the on the, on the right side, his footballing actions are not similar to what you'll see when Trent Alexander Arnold is in that position. So it means that this guy, he's, he's, he's going out and play. There's no system of play. What are they doing? Uh, okay, Kudzi uh, Rashford, Pachitown says, As I think England squad that was selected for the UEFA Nations League is very poor because those players are not serious at all. Rashford, Lingard and Sancho. Uh, and not Van so this sounds like a Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, but you've got to say, uh, Chris, that uh, with the World Cup looming, uh, England looks like a total shambles. Yeah, it really does. And I think last night really underlined just the level of shambolic activity that is in the England camp at the moment. Like we're talking about, there's, there's no structure, there's no system. And it's a shame because of the the quality that is in the squad yes. it's an absolutely mm. crying shame and what's interesting is that this guy that we're talking about in his waistcoats is the second most successful <laughs> manager in England's men's side history. That's why is, he's going to stay in the job. That's why he's going to stay yeah. in the job and it's just so unfortunate but they, they need the FA needs to be asking themselves some serious questions about what they're going to, are they really going to waste this crop hoping that Garrett Southgate is going to get you know his stuff together. Whilst England has stagnated, uh, one of the nations that looks like uh, they have caught up uh, and uh, have gone past England is Die Mannschaft and that moniker of course is uh, uh, coming to the end of its shelf life after uh, the DFB said that uh, they are looking for a new nickname for their national team Uh, well Germany became the first team to score five goals in a game against Italy since 1957 following last night's 5-2 demolition of the Azzurri in München Gladbach and of course uh, the scorers were Joshua Kimmich, Ilkay Gundahan from the penalty spot, Thomas Muller the ageless uh, Thomas Muller and a quick fire Timo Werner brace and uh, Italy put to the sword but I want to talk about Germany Alois they look like they're certainly headed in the right direction yeah uh, Germany are always favorites whenever they're getting into any tournament uh, Mike you know because they have got a deliberate way that they they know how to play their game they 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 develop themselves towards something. You know, we're talking about England not having a direction. You can actually see the direction of Germany. They design their own structure the way they want to play and they go about doing it. You can actually identify 
that this is Germany, even if they're wearing a different kind of jersey mm. with different names. Pink. Yes, mm. you, you can tell that this is a German team that is playing. That's what. That's how national teams should play. They are focused and they actually know what they want to do. They have an identity, can, which yes. is what Barry was uh, was uh, exactly. asking. That you know what, Ronotambana uh, Southgate Nderipi. We don't know England's identity mm. yet. The man has been in the job for a very long time. Some uh, key results are from last night in the Nations League. Belgium uh, with uh, a, a good victory on the road away to Poland. They won 1-0, whilst the Dutch beat the Welsh 3-2, meaning that uh, Netherlands are topping their group on 10 points ahead of Belgium, who have uh, 7. And of course, uh, in England's group, uh, England are now in danger of relegation from Group A. Uh, They may probably need to win as many as two of their matches uh, that are left, uh, the two matches that are left in order to survive, because they just have just the two points, having scored one goal, uh, and then leading the way Hungary surprise surprise they've got seven points Germany has got six and Italy has got a five let's go to a World Cup summation where we can confirm the 32nd nation that will be booking their tickets to Qatar and of course that nation is Costa Rica they beat New Zealand in an intercontinental playoff last night and on Monday Australia's dancing substitute goalkeeper Andrew Redmayne uh, saved the last penalty to clinch a place at the World Cup as they edged South American challengers Peru 5-4 in a shootout following a goalless draw after extra time in an intercontinental playoff. I originally feared uh, for uh, Australia, Barry, uh, coming up against Peru. Uh, It's never easy against the South Americans, but uh, they kept it uh, very ordered, very structured. Mm -hmm. Uh, They played that low block. Uh, They knew... Uh, listen, what they brought to the table at that Peru with the better side uh, kept it nice and tight, took it to the penalties which they wanted, yeah. uh, and they won. And they won, uh, and and obviously they prepared for that, so that that was the game plan. It worked for them, and it got them to the World Cup. So in truth, you got to say credit to to Australia. I would have, it would have been a gimme. I would have put all my money on on on, on Peru uh, to go through, but I think Australia, the Socceroos, uh, doing very well. Right, let's run through uh, the uh, final groups uh, for Qatar 2022 start with Group A, uh, which will have Qatar, the hosts, Ecuador, Senegal, the African champions, as well as Netherlands. In Group B, you'll find Gareth Southgate and England, uh, Iran, USA, and of course, Wales. In Group C, we've got Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Group D has got uh, France, the defending world champions, Australia, who booked their ticket, uh, uh, Denmark, as well as Tunisia. In Group E, I think this is where the European charge will come from. Uh, Spain is there, Costa Rica, Germany is also in that group, and then Japan. In Group F, we'll find Belgium, Canada, Morocco, some uh, representation there, and Croatia. And then Group G has got uh, Brazil, who will always go into any tournament as the favourites, mm-hmm. together with Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. A group H consists of Cristiano Ronaldo's Portugal, uh, Ghana, Uruguay, and uh, Korea Republic. The league that makes football all so beautiful. Where artistry and strokes of genius are the order of any day. Where the game is played with a smile and Luis Suarez adds some bite. Suarez! Oh, superb! Two goals in barely a minute. All the news from the Spanish La Liga on CFM Sport. 
Frenchman Aurelien Chomani has confirmed that he expects to play the majority of his minutes as a defensive midfielder after signing for Real Madrid. Let's hear from the new signing at the European Champions. Mbappe stayed at Paris Saint-Germain. He knew that I was going to go from Monaco at the end of the season and he wanted to see if I maybe would go to PSG. But my first decision was always Real Madrid and he respects that. I had the chance to choose other teams but when I found out that Real was interested in me, I didn't doubt for a second. I want to leave my mark on football history and I think Madrid is the best place to do that. The biggest club in the world with incredible players and the best club for me. I spoke to other clubs but a part of my head was always waiting for the call from Madrid and when they came to my door I did not hesitate. I spoke to my agent, my family and Monaco to try to get the best deal for everyone. Is uh, one of uh, Europe's brightest prospects, uh, Chris, and uh, the fact that he speaks a fluent Spanish, I think, is going to help him. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think it makes that integration, first of all, just into the environment, but also into the team, all of the staff around the team as well. I think it makes it just that much more seamless um, into just becoming a part of the culture, which is a very big thing uh, when it comes to playing for these Spanish teams. Okay, a couple of quick uh, transfer stories here: uh, talks between Chelsea and Inter Milan uh, over loan deal for Romelu Lukaku are developed as the out-of-favour Belgian striker nears a return to Italy. Alois, it's good move. Yeah, I think it's a good move for him because it was not toxic for him at, uh, at Chelsea. I wouldn't want him. You know, I like him as a player uh-huh. and I think that he can still score goals and what a better way to go back to a team that allowed him to do so unlike where he was actually stifled. Okay, and uh, finally, Tottenham have agreed a deal to sign Brighton midfielder Yves Bissouma which could rise in excess of 30 million with add-ons and Barry, this is a player you like very uh, much. A lot. 25 years old, 30 with add-ons oh, Sounds like a steal. It's a steal. They yeah. got him at a snip, and you'll see. I mean, he's already used to the, the English game, so I think he's going to bed in at uh, Tottenham very easily. Uh, and Antonio Conte doing some some good business there. Absolutely, doing some good business, and of course uh, he will be uh, joining the likes of Fraser Foster and Ivan Perisic, who joined Spurs mm. earlier this month. Uh, as Antonio Conte continues to do a rebuilding job. All right, we're back for our shortened show tomorrow. Don't miss it. May God richly bless you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Manande. Out. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes and the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such, such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Madud, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. See.